I'm Dr. Orion Taraban, and this is PsychHacks, Better Living Through Psychology. And the topic of today's short talk is the nature of evil in games. So this will be a continuation of a previous episode entitled Life and the Concept of the Game. So if you're new to this channel, you might want to start with that one first. In that episode, I described life as a series of nested games, and I defined a game as anything with rules and a goal. Today, I'm going to talk about the nature of evil in the context of this framework, this concept of the game. As previously discussed, when there's too much order or too much chaos, there is death. Only where the two intersect, which is a game, can life happen. This means, on some level, the purpose of any game is to create and maintain the conditions that allow play to continue. While the game is afoot, we're alive and living. When the game is over, we all go home. So, life is associated with the game, and anything that furthers the game is good. By contrast, death is associated with anything that ends the game, and anything that works to end the game is evil. And we all understand that intuitively. Both chaos and wanton destruction, and oppression and overreaching control, are considered evil. Because too much of either is not conducive to life, and you can't continue to play. And we all know this. The question therefore becomes, if we all know this, how does evil exist? How does it operate in the world through human action? Well, evil doesn't look evil, at least in the early stages. In fact, evil kind of has to be presented as the good or else no one would follow it. So what does it look like? In most cases, when it comes to the games that humans play with each other, whether in their intimate relationships or on the stage of geopolitics, evil looks like this. One side says, the stakes are high, higher than they've ever been. We cannot afford to lose this battle. If we do, evil will triumph. Therefore, we are justified in doing whatever is necessary to make the world safe for good. This sentence, this belief, is the seed of human evil. Human evil is born from the desire to make the world safe for good. Because what this belief suggests is that the other side is too dangerous or too threatening or too evil to continue to exist. Therefore, we are justified by the necessity of our actions to oppress and control and destroy. We have to win. Otherwise, the game will stop and life as we know it will end. The issue is that winning brings an end to the game. So this thinking is actually in the service of death. It's evil thinking. But it's hard to see that when you're wrapped up in the belief. Ironically, most human conflict is never truly a battle between good and evil. And that's because, generally, both sides think they're good. Most conflicts are a battle between good and good, or at least two perceived goods, which, in this framework, might actually be a battle between two evils. Two forces that want to win the game and make the world safe for itself. This situation only creates suffering and death through unmitigated destruction or totalitarian control. On the other hand, that which is in the service of life is anything that allows the play to continue. This thinking is tolerant, it's adaptive, it's strategic and creative, and if it has to fight, its goal is not the annihilation of the other, 
as that would bring the game to a halt. A great example of the force of life in action is the process of evolution. It keeps moving and flowing and adapting, and that change is essential to the continuation of life under all kinds of circumstances. The upshot is that we really have to use our discernment to carefully examine what is good and what merely looks like it. And that in the vast majority of cases, this town really is big enough for the two of us. What do you think? Remember to like, comment, and subscribe for the algorithm. And if you'd like to schedule a consultation, you can reach me at psychaxpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.